usually at, at the moment I'm, I'm coaching people that uh, they don't like their jobs and, and the process is to discover what you want and slowly make transitions you know to, to alleviate the, the transition for me it wasn't like that I, I said I, I can't go back Hello and welcome to Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. So I have a guest with me today. Amatius is a lawyer who found himself dissatisfied and unfulfilled by the legal profession. It was the fast pace of the career that left him drained and made it difficult for him to be at peace. He knew that continuing in that manner wasn't serving him. He was tired, overworked, and unhappy. So he decided something needed to change and set on a path to find a career that made him feel happy and fulfilled. And it's now his mission to help other people discover their true calling in life while making the process of taking that leap of faith as smooth and risk free as possible. Hello, Matthias, and welcome to the show. And apologies for my voice because I've got a bit of a cough and a sore throat, but there you go. How are no you? Worries. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. That was a great intro. I, I appreciate it. Okay, great. Well, I um, I have guests on my show to talk about anxiety and their journeys and where anxiety has shown up in their lives. So we'd love to hear your story. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I certainly experienced a lot of anxiety throughout, uh, throughout my career. You know, at first I thought it was normal. I thought it was part of, of the profession. Uh, but one day I took a step back and, and I realized that it was too much. And it wasn't the proper way for me to to live, and so that's that's when I decided to to take a step back and and look for something else. Yeah. So how was it showing up for you? How was the anxiety showing up? I mean, it was everywhere. I guess uh, it first started. You know, we we could probably start at law school. Um, mm -hmm. Law school is a very competitive place because you get graded on a curve. So it's not about how well you do, but it's how well you do in comparison to everyone else. Right. So from the get-go, there's an incentive to be competitive with one another, not to want to help each other out and to want to compete. And so everyone's a little bit on edge to begin with. So it's mm -hmm. not a very friendly en environment. Uh, then you go to class and um, throughout law school, there's no assigned homework. Uh, there's, I shouldn't say that there's no graded homework. Okay. You, have to, you have to read every day. And you may get called on in class and, and you better know the answer because the, the law professors will grill you. And if you don't know the answer, you're going to be embarrassed and your life is over. <laughs> oh, it sounds, it sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, and, and when you're in it, you, you don't you think it's normal. But, you know, you take a step back and, and, and you realize how anxious you are for for three years. You know, you you live every day like that. And, and then exams come and, and you get one exam for your entire semester and that's it either you pass or 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 you fail and and you know there's not there's not a lot of, a lot of opportunities if you don't pass and so just from the wow. beginning you know it's it's set up to to be competitive um i was on the mock trial team so uh, even before practicing i was i was already in the courtroom and you know um instead of being grilled by law professors we were uh, grilled by by judges that if you don't know your stuff, then, then you, you're embarrassed in front of everybody. And so you always have to be extra, extra prepared. There's no, no room for mistakes. 
um, if, if you don't know it, then, then the stakes are, are pretty high. And wow. So yeah. So it seems, I mean, it just seems so out of, um, I can understand why people need to really be on it and be able to deal with pressure, mm -hmm. but that idea of wielding a stick to motivate people, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I've never been a big fan of, of that philosophy. Um, I played sports my whole life, and, and I really dislike coaches that, you know, that educated or coached through punishment. Um, mm. I studied a little bit of psychology prior to becoming a lawyer, and, and I found out that, you know, I, I, there used to be an old way of thinking that there's two things that motivate us, uh, rewards and punishment. Mm -hmm. But in all reality, further research has, has discovered that punishment doesn't really work no. in terms of, of like to motivate people. Instead, what ends up happening is that people learn to avoid a specific behavior, not yeah. necessarily to engage in a better one. And so I, I definitely agree with you that, that to me, that's that's not the right yeah. way to to motivate people, but it's it's the one that's that's being used even today. Yeah, <clears throat> unfortunately, it's being used in a lot of businesses as well. You know, I come across that sometimes where, you know, it's it's motivation through fear, you know, and and embarrassment and all those mm -hmm. negative emotions, uh, rather than motivating people through, you know, them understanding their why. You know, for me, mm -hmm. it's about motivation. Well, why are you doing it? What is the end game? What what are you going to get out of it? And focus on that. And it's so much easier to to stay motivated when you you know where you're heading. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that that's fear only lasts so long. It can be a motivator for so long, but if, yeah. if your entire career or your entire life is is driven by fear, then, then you're going to collapse sooner or later. Yeah. You know? and, and essentially, that's that's sort of what happened to me. I, I didn't necessarily collapse, but I I realized that there has to be another way. Mm. Yeah. So how did, when did that come about then? How did that sort of show up in your life? The decision I, to do something different? Yes, I guess slowly, I should say. So I graduated law school and then um, I started practicing and, and same thing. I, I worked at a firm where uh, the attorney in charge, she was very respectable. She was uh, head of the state bar at that time. And you know, some might describe that what she was doing was hazing me, for, for lack of a better word. Mm. She said that I had to be the, the first one in the office because it was obviously my first year and I had to be the last one to leave. And, you know, it's funny. <laughs> one of the first days I was there, you know, just starting out and I kept making all sorts of beginner's mistakes. I would r write a brief, take it up to her and say, what do you think? And she would say, oh, this is bad, correct this, correct that, and correct something else. And then a sales representative came over to her, and I don't, I don't know what he was selling, office supplies, I don't know. And she looked up at him and said, do you have $400 an hour? And this poor kid goes, no, I don't. Well, leave until you do, because that's how much my time is worth. Oh, and no. so here I am making all sorts of mistakes. I, I think... I think that was a message for me more than the representative and I felt it and, you know, and, and, and I realized how, how crippling that was. I, I realized that I was making even more mistakes just by the anxiety and the stress when under normal circumstances, I feel like I, I could have performed a lot better, but I, just this fear of, of not messing up was exactly what was crippling me and, and yeah. preventing me from doing well. So, of course so it yeah, no. 
the thing is, you know, when, when we are fearful, our brain shut down because mm-hmm. that's the fear response. So, and a lot of managers or, or, or um, uh, managers, bosses, or anybody in a position of authority, so many of the leaders in the world don't get that. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't understand that actually by making people fearful or fearful of their, losing their job or fearful of not getting a promotion or all of that sort of psychological and um, bullying almost, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, do- it doesn't build good teams. No, and but also what you find is some of the managers the people that are in charge they feel that they have to behave in that particular way and i think it's it's particularly um relevant to women because i think for many years women have have been unable to be women <laughs> you know mm. we we've had to we've had to have a persona that is much more male in a lot of not everywhere but in a lot of industries you know, it's about go having to do more, having to be somebody other than who you are. And mm-hmm. that is exhausting for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how it gets started, but it's 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 the prevailing view in most industries. And I'm hoping it changes. I feel like we're we're moving towards a, a more progressive approach to, to work. Yeah. So I'm hoping that changes, but the the wheels of, of progress are are slow to move. Yeah. So yeah. I think a lot of it is because of the modeling, you know, when we, especially when you're new and you go, you know, you've just graduated or you're going into your first job, you're desperate to impress people, Mm -hmm. you want to do well, and therefore you start modeling what you see around you. Well, they've been promoted, they're higher up than me, Mm -hmm. so if I behave the same way as them, Mm -hmm. then perhaps I'll get promoted. And, And it's that sort of, that whole workplace toxicity that is just this never it's the same in families you know if if there's if you've got a family situation where everybody's Mm -hmm. always criticizing everybody that just becomes the norm yeah Um, yeah so you're you're absolutely right and in terms of modeling absolutely because because it's a it's a vicious cycle where everyone believes they're supposed to act like that oh you're you're you know, how do you show that you're strong by, by being a jerk sometimes and being rude to other people? Yeah. So I, I definitely saw that everywhere. You know, that there's not a lot of kindness when in reality that, that doesn't reflect how competent you are or how capable you no. are just by showing that you're mean and yeah. No, I know, yeah, I know. So what so what was it? So how how did you go about it? What where did you start when you decided that you needed to make a change? So where did I start? That that's interesting. So the the firm that I was in, uh, they they closed for for about a week. They they took a break. Um, this was during COVID. So, okay. so they sent they sent everyone home, and that's when it hit me how how stressed I had been this whole time. Once you're in it, you don't really realize. No. You know, what's the phrase? Uh, fish don't know that they live in water. Absolutely. <laughs> you normalize it. It's just it's just how it is. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a lawyer. Um, it's a fast-paced environment. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is what I've chosen. And this is just yeah. how it is. Yeah. And there's a certain level of pride to it. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm suffering. Therefore, I'm doing the right thing. Like, this is this must be the right way because everything in life is hard. And if it's not hard, then, then you're not doing it properly. Yeah, exactly. It's bizarre, isn't it? That we're, we're told all these untruths. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was able to take some time off and that's when I realized how, you know, I, I took a look back and, and I realized how, how stressed I was, how, you know, I was, I wasn't sleeping properly. I, I was stressed basically throughout my entire career. <laughs> and, and that's when I started to, you know, to say, okay, th- this has to stop. And, um, you know, usually at, at the moment I'm, I'm coaching people that uh, they don't like their jobs. And, and the process is to discover what you want and slowly make transitions, you know, to, to alleviate the, the transition. For me, it wasn't like that. I, I said, I, I can't go back. I just can't go back to the office. I this isn't for me, and so I I quit my job. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I started to look to see what what sort of things would would fulfill me. Um, you know, yeah. I took any job I could get while uh, speaking to career advisors and reading books about purpose and all sorts of things. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, if you know, if people say to me, you know, I, I'm I'm wanting to go and do this i'm doing it part-time at the moment um and i'd really love to give up my day job and and you know i always say to them it's it's a tricky point where you mm-hmm. you give up mm-hmm. so the best way of doing it is to to at least be earning the same amount as your day right. job right. before you give it up mm-hmm. but i also appreciate that sometimes like you the 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 day job is so untenable mm-hmm. that you just can't stay and therefore yes. you know you need to get a job and i must admit there's only ever been one job that i've done over the years where i left you know really? it was just okay. so awful and, um, and why was that it, it was management it was uh, about the people it wasn't yeah. the job it's never about the job no you know no. it's always about the people mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. I, um, I could relate yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, <clears throat> so you didn't go back i didn't go back i i settled for anything i you know it's and it was difficult because i i worked in the rent restaurant industry after that for for a little bit okay and so from from going from this prestigious love uh prestigious job of being uh, an attorney to working at, at a restaurant part of me obviously i i felt i felt bad about it but part of me was at peace mm. i was like you know i'm <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm cleaning tables for people, but th- first of all, I was like, "There's n- absolutely nothing wrong in that. There, it, there's, no. it's, it's a, it's a meaningful job. It's a meaningful way of earning a living." Uh, and but I, I knew that I, I was doing some. I, I was getting away from something that made me miserable, and I invested in myself, and I, and I, you know, cared about my, my well-being. And then, uh, yeah, I hired a, a career advisor that, that sort of. Um, you know, did multiple personality tests and, and, and different things of that sort. And out of, it's so funny because I had mentioned the idea of, of being a coach mm-hmm. uh, before, but we never really looked into it. We never took it seriously because I just assumed that, you know, so sometimes we think that, that the things that we love to do for some reason, uh, they're not special or that no one's going to pay us for them. You know, and I, was yeah. like, oh, I, I really enjoy mm-hmm. this so much. It, it doesn't feel like a job. Therefore, I, I can make a living out of it for, yeah. for whatever reason. You know, if it, it feels if it feels right, it must be wrong for yeah. who knows why. So I had that mentality. But I had coached in the past um, uh, track and field. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed coaching. 
Um, and so one day, a uh, personal friend of mine re- put a post on, on Facebook and she said, I'm becoming a life coach and I'm offering free sessions for anyone that, that's interested in them. Oh, okay. Like, life coach, that's a thing. You can, you can make a living doing that. And so sure enough, I, I, I signed up with her and, and I asked her to sort of explain me what, what she went through, how did she do it and, and all that. And, and yeah, I followed her steps and, and here I am today, just loving my profession. Uh, Brilliant. Like said, that doesn't feel like, like work sometimes. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm so you're in a much better place now, which yeah, is good definitely. to hear. Mm-hmm. So who is it you work with? Tell us about who who yeah, it is. Absolutely, I I primarily young professionals because I can relate more with them. Huh? Young professionals that don't know what to do. That's yeah. maybe my my ideal client. But in reality, I work with anybody that doesn't like their job. Okay. Even if they if they don't like one element about it, some people that I that I work with, they don't like their job, but they like their career. Yes, and and so maybe they need to change something about it. Maybe they need to uh, go to to a different work for a different employer. Maybe mm-hmm. they need to be promoted. Maybe they need to have a, a difficult conversation with with their employer to say, "Hey, something needs to change." And so basically, I work with anyone dissatisfied with their job, and and we can make a radical change from all the way from asking for a raise, getting a promotion all the way to switching a career completely to something else yeah, yeah absolutely and i know there's a lot of people like that you know because yes. we 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 go by society norms don't we we go to school we go to college we go to university you know we get a job and it's just this sort of everyone is expected to do the same thing and if you step outside of that societal norm then then right. you're weird you're crazy you're you know it's just it's like we all need to be these little sheep following mm-hmm. following the rules all the time. Yeah. Um, and so many people get trapped mm-hmm. because of that. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very worthwhile thing that yeah. thing that you're doing. So so um Matthias, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. The best way to contact me is uh through my website, uh MatthiasBichara.com. Um, I'm offering your your viewers a 30-minute consultation to see if we can work together to see uh, what the next steps for them are. Uh, I'm also on, on Instagram. I, I just started my social media, so there may not be that much when you get there, but uh, it's growing. It's coach.matiasb. Okay, uh, maybe fab. we can put them in, in the show notes. Yes, I'll um, put all of these contact details in the show notes, so any anyone who does want to contact you can get all your details there. So, yeah, uh, excellent. yeah. So, one yeah, thing. I was I, say, oops. No, sorry, go on. No, no, ahead. you go ahead. No, absolutely. And and on there, I, I'm gonna try to. Uh, I incorporate a little bit of psychology in everything I do. So <laughs> I I again going back to that philosophy that change is always hard. I I am I. I'm against that. And so I give tips and tricks on how to be motivated, how to, how to make work feel like play, or at least make it easier to, okay. to be motivated and, and take action. Yeah, great. I mean, mindset is so important in a mm-hmm. lot, of, lot of situations that we come across. So um, it's been great chatting to you and hearing your story. What I always ask my guests for uh, just before we, we finish is three takeaways 
you know if somebody if somebody is sat there in in their job and they're dissatisfied they're not fulfilled or there's just mm -hmm. something small they don't really know what's bugging mm -hmm. them about it right what takeaways what three takeaways would you give to them yeah absolutely the first one you, you've kind of mentioned it it it's it relates to living by your own definition of success and not what society tells you, not what your parents or your spouse or, or your culture. You decide what's important for you. You know, that might be being in a prestigious job. If that's what you want, go for it. Or, or making a six-figure salary. Excellent. You know, whatever it is for you, maybe you want to give back to the world and do something fulfilling. Whatever it is, follow that. Follow your own heart. Follow what feels right for you. Not don't be comparing yourself to other people you know mm -hmm. comparison is a thief of joy <laughs> absolutely i say that all the time absolutely. <laughs> it's so Excellent. true though it really is yeah absolutely because for that reason because we have different definition of success and so what's important for you may not be important to me we, we, we probably have gone through different things in our lives and so we're we're at different places and so we should look inward first yes and once we realize what's important for us, what, what our definition of success is, what are our values, our talents, and, and things of that nature, then we can find a job that aligns with our values. Yeah. So that's number one. Uh, number two, <laughs> this one may, may sound a little bit morbid, but <laughs> just hear me out on this one. Uh, I follow uh, Stoic principles, and one of my favorite one is uh, Memento Mori's. And that's the idea that one you should remember that one day you will die. Okay. <laughs> like I said, it sounded morbid, but it should have the opposite impact. We should remember that life is precious and unique. We never know when our last day might come. And so we should make the best out of every day and, and really focus on one, what's important, our passions, our families, our career, leaving a legacy behind. And so by contemplating your own mortality, you get this sense of urgency that, okay, all right. You know, a lot of my clients are afraid to, to take the next step or to abandon their, their career. And so I basically have them map, map out their lives and how much of life has passed already and how many good years of life they, they believe they have left. And, and then if you map out, if, if part of that, you know, almost a third of that, you're at your job and you're dissatisfied, then how much time do you really have left? Yeah. And I find that mm -hmm. that really moves people to, to take action and, and to, to make the best out of, out of every day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, it's been lovely speaking with oh, you, Matthias. I'm sorry, and I have one more. Oh, have we still got <laughs> one? Sorry. One. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah, no worries. That, that's okay. Uh, I think these are good. So I wanted to share with people. Finally, get, get help. Find someone that, um, yeah. that is, has done the thing that you want to do before. Because a, a lot of the times it is scary, and it doesn't always have to be so scary. You can get a mentor, you know, whether you decide to work with me or someone else work with someone that has done the thing that you want to do that will guide you through the ups and downs that will hold your hand when things get scary that will give you perspective on what you've been able to accomplish so yeah. you don't have to do it alone that is so important and you know that's where coaches really come in because you know a, a good coach will always help you go where you want to go mm -hmm. right without their own agenda and you know yeah. whereas friends and family tend to have their own yeah. agendas they tend to they're either what i found is friends and family will either tell you what they think you want to hear mm -hmm. which is no good to anybody 
Mm-hmm. Um, or they are very critical about you stepping outside of what they perceive to be the norm. Right. Whereas, whereas a coach mm-hmm. will play to your agenda, your mm-hmm. ideas. It's always about, um, it's always about you when you're, you're being coached. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So it's been great conversation. Um, yeah, lovely really speaking with you and I wish you all the best in your coaching, coaching journey. And uh, we'll, we'll, as I said earlier, we'll put all the show notes uh, details in the show notes so people will be able to contact you and take you up on that 3.30 minute call. And um, yeah, so have a great day, Matthias. Yeah, thanks so and, much for um, having me. Yeah, no, this you're was welcome. excellent. I really enjoyed our, our conversation. <laughs> me too. Okay, yeah. take care. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.